like a miracle Something supernatural That you would choose to love someone like me Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. 
Praise the Lord. It's good to see you here this morning. Y'all are uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. Beautiful, cool, brisk day outside. Brought you in. Man, that's great. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Okay. How many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? There we go. That's, that's more like it. I, I hope the Lord looks down when we... No, I want him to say, man, we're glad to be here this morning. Amen. We're here to worship him. We're here to celebrate him. And so... Uh, it's good to be here. If you're a visitor, if it's your first time here, your first time in a while. But um, they're out there, like I said, that money goes towards camp, and they're good through December. So don't feel like you've already missed your opportunity to have one. So be sure and get one. Also, we are now selling tickets for the Valentine's Banquet. That's another fundraiser for uh, youth camp, and it will be on February the 12th at 6 p.m. Uh, we had to raise the price of tickets a little bit this year because everything costs more and in order for us to be able to actually make money to put towards camp. Um, we raised them to $20. Uh, we've been charging 15. Uh, I was told a couple years ago I should raise them. I tried not to because I want it to be enjoyable for everyone that can. But tickets will be on sale. Some of the teenagers will be out there after church. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with our Valentine's Banquet, you get a brisket dinner. I mean a dinner, not just a little piece of meat. All you can eat brisket dinner with all the sides and desserts and, and about an hour's worth of absolute hilarious entertainment. If you haven't been to one of our, you, then you don't know what you're missing. If you have, you know it's there. So our teenagers put this on every year to raise money for camp. So, and, and it is, is a good one. So um, invite uh, everybody that you can think of. Um, it's $20 to be down the youth building on February 12th. So be sure and get your tickets. We'll have those on sale. You can actually buy them at the door as well. We would ask if you'd get them a little bit early because that way we know how much food to prepare. Uh, if you show up with 20 people on the night of... Make it a bologna sandwich. I'm just, but no, I'm kidding. We usually have plenty, but uh, there's some more things in the bulletin coming up. So um, be sure and get a bulletin to keep up with everything going on in the church. A lot of exciting things happening and, and be coming up this spring. So we're, we're excited about what God's doing. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to worship the Lord this morning. We're going to celebrate Jesus for just a little bit, if that's all right. Why don't you stand with us this morning? Let's, let's just open with a word of prayer as we begin to worship our Lord. Father, we love you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your greatness, God. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord, we've had a wonderful week because of you, God. Maybe we didn't have a wonderful week, but we still give you thanks, Lord. We still praise you and we give you glory, God, because you're worthy of our praise no matter what happens. And Lord, this morning, we just invite you to come and move and stir among us again. Lord, let your Holy Spirit fall on this place. God, fill us, God, with your power and your strength. God, send healing and deliverance, Lord, this morning. Lord, we ask for a, a, an amazing move of God this morning in, our pla in this place. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you for everything that you do, and we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
expecting his presence to do a miracle in your life this morning. Father, we want you this morning, God, to just come in and take over, Father, and have your way in this service. We know, God, that everything is possible in your presence, God. And we want every bit of it, God. Don't hold back on us today, Lord. You are a provider, God, our strength and our refuge. Oh, we trust you, God. We trust you, God. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. There's honey in the rock.
we trust you, God. Just stay right there, Dennis. We trust you, Lord. Oh, we trust you, God. Father, we trust you this morning with our lives, God. With our souls, Father. With our families, God. We trust you with our finances. Father, we trust you with our relationships, God. We trust you in our daily walk, Father. Father, we trust you with our health, God. Father, we trust you. We trust you, God.
that we may not have the answer yet. He's got it worked out. We can stand with confidence in our faith and believe that his promise still stands. Father, we know that you have good for us, God, and that your ways are better than ours, Father. We stand on your word this morning for those miracles that we're waiting for, for the answers that we haven't seen yet, God, but we know they're on the way our faith, God, we know that they're on the way. Even in the waiting, God, we're still in your hands, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. God still makes uh, works miracles, right? He's a miracle-working God. I love that song, Waymaker. He makes a way where there's no way. Not where there doesn't seem to be, where there is no way. God makes a way. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. We're going to go to that way maker for our needs, that miracle worker. How many of you need a miracle? Maybe you know somebody that needs a miracle. You know, we think of miracles as these great big things like walking on water or feeding thousands, but sometimes miracles can be just a small thing. Sometimes we think, man, my prayer need is not a big, doesn't matter. The Bible says he loves us and he cares about us and he wants to meet our needs. So how many, if you just lift up your hand this morning, you have a need that you need God to move. No matter how big or small. Look around. If you see somebody with their hand raised up, let's just pray for them right now. There's a, they're all over this room. There's hands. Let's just go to the Lord right now. Yes. Sure. Praise the Lord. Praise God. He still works miracles, but let's continue to pray for Lori as well. Okay, let's go to the Lord right now. Father, 
Lord, we come before you for these needs right now. Lord, you see the, the hands that were raised. You know the heart of each one. You know the need right now, Lord. And we just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, your word says that if we'll bring our needs before you, if any two agree on any one thing, in the name of Jesus, that you'll be there and you'll meet our needs. You'll supply all our needs according to your riches, Father, that you'll touch lives today. God, it's in your word. You promised it, and you're faithful to your word. And, Lord, we just lift all these needs up, Lord, and including, Lord, this morning, that you would just move, God, in a mighty way. I pray that you send healing in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you send restoration in the name of Jesus. Deliverance, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, from addictions right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that financial restitution will happen right now. Lord, that your word will go out. It won't come back void, God, because you've spoken the word and it will happen. We claim it right now. We stand on that promise in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for the answers to prayers because, Lord, you always come through for us, Lord. No matter how great or small, we know that you're on the throne and you're working miracles right now. God, we love you. We praise you. We pray for everything to be in your glory. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. If our ushers will come at this time, we'll take up our tithes and offerings. Amen. Randy, would you pray over our offering this morning? everyone. Thank you, Brother Dennis and everyone. Um, so this morning we are going to uh, present to you uh, a, a pastoral candidate. His name is James Johnson and he's here with his family. I'll let him do the introductions. Um, he will be preaching for us this morning and tonight. And then after tonight's service, we're going to do things a little differently. We are going to um, just do finger foods. So bring something and um, then we're just gonna have a fellowship. We'll ask questions, put him in the hot seat, him and his wife, and y'all can ask whatever you'd like to. Um, just whatever you consider a finger food, bring it. We will have plenty, I'm sure we always do. You guys are very generous in your support. Um, after uh, tonight, then we'll, uh, he'll preach Wednesday night service, and then next Sunday morning and Sunday night, we will be voting Sunday night. 
So uh, even if you can't make all five services, make as many as you can. Let's let him uh, make him feel welcome. And uh, he can tell you about himself and all that good stuff because uh, I wouldn't, I'm not him, so I'm not going to (laughs) try. So uh, I am very excited to uh, hear uh, Brother James Johnson preach for us this morning. So let's welcome him, please. Well, is it good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. We want to thank you for your hospitality that you have shown my family. And um, is there a shelf under there? <laughs> Couldn't see it. <clears throat> anyway, it's good to be here. We come from Frederick, Oklahoma. We've been senior pastors there for the last five years. Um, before that, we were at Panama, Oklahoma. And we pastored there for several years as well. Panama is way east Oklahoma, about 20 minutes from Fort Smith. And of course, Frederick is out in the middle of no man's land in west Oklahoma. So we've been married for 26, fixing to be 27 years. I almost got myself in trouble. And we have three kids. Our oldest is a hairstylist, cosmetologist, and then... Our son and then our daughter, our other daughter, Caitlin, is at home <coughs> dog setting this morning. But um, when, when before I became a pastor, I was a funeral embalmer and funeral director and did that for many, many years from age 16 until 2004. In 2004, I was involved in a work accident and um, got damage on my back and neck and have underwent nine back surgeries in the last 19 years to fix the damage three within a year, within just the last couple of years. But you know what? I believe God, God has a purpose and a reason for everything. And, uh, and I know that, that, uh, healing is coming. Amen. Amen. Healing is coming. Rebecca and I went to, we went to, um, Frederick, and at the time we went there, it was called Lighthouse Cathedral. And we had no idea what we were getting into when we went. We, we, took, we took a church that had, had six pastors before us. And the, the founder had um, left the Assemblies of God and left the church. Church hadn't been touched in 22 years. There was huge stains. As you walk in the foyer, huge stains all over the carpet, all over the sanctuary. And um, had a pastor that had, had had an affair and divorced his family, a pastor that had stayed six months and left in the middle of the night, literally. And then we walk in and we're thinking, oh, dear Lord, what do we, what do we got ourselves into? But the Lord used us in that church. It, we started out with 35 people. On Easter Sunday of 20, uh, 2019, we had 168 in attendance. We had an average attendance of 120 to 130. And um, the Lord had told me to leave that church in October. But if you're, the type, if you're like me, God has to hit you with a brick in your head before you listen. And uh, matter of fact, we sent a resume. Someone from this church came and listened to us. And um, I called the brother and said, no, I don't think, it's, I don't think we're supposed to, supposed to leave. And we do... 
when I'm when I'm pastoring, I'll always like to do an event. So we were we had an event coming up the first of December uh, with Riley Clemens. She's a contemporary Christian artist, and we had worked six months to get her booked and to get her to come to Frederick. And we had that coming up in December. And at that concert, I had a pastor from Vernon, Texas, walk up to me after the concert, and he goes, "Brother Johnson, I don't mean to scare you, but um, you're not supposed to be here." You should have left this church a couple months ago. He said, the Lord said, if you trust him, he'll make a way. And then we finished out the year and resigned the first of the year, not knowing where we're going, what we're doing, where we're going to live, just trusting in the Lord. But how many knows God always makes a way when there seems to be no way? Amen. And so my wife, her name is, I didn't even dare she, I'm sorry. My wife's name is Rebecca. She's the dark-headed girl. Raise your hand, hon. And then Kaylee is the tall blonde, and then Zach is the skinny wart around the corner. <clears throat> so it is good to be in a house of the Lord with you. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 8, please. <clears throat> Jeremiah, chapter 8. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, so if you have a King James or an NIV or an NLT, then wording might be a little bit different. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 8, and we'll begin reading in verse number 18, and it says, My joy is gone, grief is upon me, my heart is sick within me. Behold, the cry of the daughter of my people from the length and breadth of the land, is the Lord not in Zion, is her king not in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their carved images and their foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the wound of the daughter of my people is my heart wounded. I mourn, and dismay has taken hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead, and is there no physician there? Why then has the health of the daughter of my people not been restored. Get that last verse. Is there no balm in Gilead? And is there no physician there? Why then has the health of the daughter of my people not been restored? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Lord, for allowing us to be inside this tabernacle. Father, I thank you for the anointing of God that we have already felt inside this place. God, hide this servant behind the cross of Calvary. Let every word spoken, God, be anointed and ordained by you. We thank you for everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to do. Open our hearts and open our minds and help us to receive you this morning. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Amen. If you are familiar at all with the book of Jeremiah, you know that Jeremiah is, uh, he is considered the weeping prophet. His contemporaries would be Isaiah and Ezekiel. Jeremiah did not ever want to really be a prophet. Some people say that he studied at the best schools. He came from, came from an influential family. But in reality, Jeremiah really didn't want to be a prophet. But yet God called him to speak to the children of Israel. <clears throat> 
And so from Jeremiah chapter 7 through Jeremiah chapter 10, you have what's called a woe oracle. A woe oracle is when the prophet of God gets up at, at, at the pulpit or in the tabernacle and says, this says the Lord. And he, he, begins, to, he, he begins to give them a, a series of thus saith the Lord that is going to end in destruction or end in dismay if the people do not heed the prophet's wording. So from Jeremiah chapter 7 to Jeremiah chapter 8 verses 17, you have the Lord speaking to the prophet and the prophet speaking to the people. As a matter of fact, if you go all the way back into some commentaries, it says that, it says that in the tabernacle, right before the, the, the altar, the burning altar, where the people would come and make their sacrifices known to God, that the Jeremiah the prophet stood be, between the altar and the tabernacle as the people gathered at the tabernacle and said, this says the Lord that the reason you're sick or the reason you're going through things is because your heart is not in it. You're going through the motions, but you're only going through the motions. The heart is far from where it needs to be. How many times is, does that apply to us? Because many times we can come to church, we can go through the motions, but yet our heart isn't in it. Now, I have an amen quota. So we can be here all day if we need to be. Literally, I, I literally preached. Y'all guys want to get out early because I preached like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and that's it. But we come and we are broken people. Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet because his heart broke for the people of God. His heart broke because he understood and he knew that you don't have to live this way. That there is still a God that will bring you healing and restoration if you allow him to. So Jeremiah says, I know, I, I know it's fun living in sin. It's fun doing what you, it's fun doing the things that you really don't want to do or, or, or you shouldn't do. It's fun doing that. But you need to understand the only way for your deliverance is through Jesus Christ. And so we come to church in 2022 and we see a sin-sick world. There's not a person in this building that it has not been broken. There's not a person in this building that has not been sick. Every one of us has some type of sickness or disease. And I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about health-wise. I'm talking about spiritually-wise. There is nobody that can walk on water in this place. Nobody. Because we all have faults and failures. And yet we know the one who can solve it. But sometimes Dr. Phil has more knowledge than my God. I heard Oprah give a, get a good little word last week on her show. Maybe, maybe that's a better opportunity. And we search for the everywhere around us because we're broken and we're hurting and we need God to bring restoration and healing. And yet we, uh, we, we are not heeding to the one that can truly bring restoration and healing. 
I don't care if you are on psychotic medications or if you have disorders, that's between you and God. But I know for a broken heart and a broken spirit, I know a God that dips his hand down in the well of the cross and puts it over your heart and can begin to restore everything that you thought was lost. He can restore it back to your life, but it only comes when you begin to heed and you begin to run back to the cross and say, Lord, this is where my healing belongs. My healing, isn't, my healing doesn't belong to the world because the world will offer you healing in a, of, in a bottle of Jack. Oh, it got quiet, didn't it? Ooh. Or the healing can offer, the world can offer you healing in the, the, the devil's lettuce. Well, you're sick, obviously. You're going through something, obviously, so, so healing comes from... I'll be like Bill Clinton, but it didn't help. We've all been there, right? I haven't... I, I, listen, listen, my wife and them, they, they are messed up. I'm near perfect. I'm, I was raised Assembly of God Church as a kid. I was raised in old school Assembly God Church. I'm talking about even the kids were in suit and ties. And if you made a, if you made any kind of, one night, one day at church, we had the youth group on one side and I was on the other side and I'm sitting there making googly faces and making all kinds of gestures and stuff. My mama looked her behind me and said, boy, and I automatically knew, oh Lord, my tail end's gonna get whooped when I get home. I prayed that she forgot about it because they invited us out for lunch. We got home from lunch. My dad's belt came off and said, now let's talk about Sunday morning. I was raised that way, but I'm not perfect. I've had my foot in the world a time or two. And so has everybody in this building. And yet we're searching for something that the world cannot offer. Their remedy will only last you a few hours. But I have a remedy that'll last you for all eternity. Their remedy says, go have fun tonight and you might pay for it tomorrow, but at least you can forget about your troubles. Never worked for me. Even when, even when I was drunk, I still remembered my troubles. And the only thing I got woken up with the next day was a hangover and a headache. Nothing worked. You can't wash it away. You can't drown it away. You can't run from it away. But yet when I came back to Jesus, there was an old fashioned cross that the blood of Calvary still flowed from. And when I hit my knees to the altar, that blood of Calvary flowed from my head to my heart, to my soul. And what the world couldn't offer, Jesus offered. And so here we have the prophet. And he says, wait a minute, is God still not, is not he the great physician? Isaiah says, Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And then he says, and by his stripes, you are healed. James says in the word of God, is any among you sick or afflicted? Is any sick 
let them call for the elders of the church and they will gather around anointing him with oil. And then James says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So in other words, we don't have to live that way. Many of us just choose to live that way. And as I, as I was sitting the other night in, in, in the meeting that we had, the Lord kept, the Lord kept hearkening back to me. This church needs a healing. This church needs a healing. I don't know who your last pastor was. I don't know who the pastor before that was. I don't know the events that happened here. I don't know what happened behind the scenes in front of the cameras. I have no idea. I haven't, I've only watched one service on Facebook from you guys. I tried to avoid every other thing because I want, I don't want anything coming from James and everything coming from God. But as I sat in that meeting, the Lord kept dropping in my spirit to, we need a healing in this place. There needs a healing in this place. There needs a restoration in this place. There needs a healing in this place. Why? Because you've been hurt. You've been let down. The balloon, your balloons have been deflated for a while. And sometimes the world just kicked you right in the gut and knocked the air and the sand out of your winds. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean you've done wrong. It simply means that it rains on the just and the unjust. And all you have to do is turn to the one that is able to turn everything around for your benefit and get you healed and get you set free and let the bomb Gilead flow from your head to your feet. And so he's talking and you get to verse 18. The prophet is saying, he says, this is him talking. This isn't, this isn't the Lord talking. There's a little break there. And now you have the prophet that goes into a dirge. And he's beginning to say, Lord, why are the people still sick? Why are the people not healed? Why are, why are they not coming to you? Are you really not the great physician? And then he says, if you are the great physician, then why are they sick? Then he says, is there no balm in Gilead? Understand this, he's talking about a healing balm. A healing balm that the nations around him would use for any type of wound and abrasions. But I'm talking about more than a healing balm, or, or a balm of Gilead. I'm talking about a balm that flows straight from Jesus and the throne of God over your life. And there is no stipulation on that. God didn't say you have to pay X amount of dollars to get healed. God didn't say you have to be faithful on Sunday morning to be healed. God just said, turn to him. As a matter of fact, Peter says, cast all your cares upon, or Paul says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. I don't, I don't need everybody in the room. I just need a few people in the room to say, you know what? I got stuff in my life going on, but I need Jesus, the great physician, to, to come into there and apply healing salve to my wounds. And sometimes it can feel like your heart gets ripped out of your chest. I got a phone call in 2009 and the phone rang about midnight. And I'm thinking, who in the world is calling me at midnight? And I answer the phone and 
A lady on the phone says, are you James Johnson? And I said, yeah. She goes, Mr. Johnson, I'm nurse so-and-so. Your father has went into cardiac arrest and we've been doing CPR on him for 35 minutes and the doctor wants you to give him permission to stop. And I said, I can't. I said, no, 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 no. You, you got to call my mom or call my sister. They said, we tried their numbers. We can't reach them. We need you to make the decision. And I said, I'm not making that decision. And the doctor got on the phone. And the doctor said, Mr. Johnson, we found your father not breathing, no pulse. And we think he was down for maybe 20 minutes before we found him. He goes, the time that your brain can still function is 15 minutes or under. You'll have brain damage, anything over that. He said, if I do get him back, your father's going to be a vegetable. He goes, I need you to tell me I can stop. And I said, okay, stop. And while I'm on the phone, the doctor said, time of death, 12, uh, 0022 or something like that. And it felt like someone had took my heart and ripped it out. And then we were in Colorado and we had made a 16 hour drive to Colorado, way up by Durango. And we had family with us and we get a call that says, your mom's in the hospital and we need, we're calling all the family in. And so I had, had them put my mom on the phone and she said, son, I need you. It's the only thing she said. That was the last words she ever spoke to me was, son, I need you. By the time we get to the hospital, the doctor brings out a DNR for us to sign and says, she's breathing on her own, but she's not there. And so we signed the DNR. And just a few years after my dad, we stay in a hospital room and we watch my mom take her last breath and she's gone. And it felt like your heart was ripped out of your chest. And then there are times in my life where you have friends and you have acquaintances that you think you can depend upon or you can trust. And they'll rip your heart right out of your chest. There were times in my life when life has literally kicked me so hard in the head that I didn't know if I would be able to breathe the next minute. And in the, minute, in the moments of those, of those times, I've had to get along with God and say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I can't make it without you. October 15th of 2021, I had a back surgery. And I used the same exact surgeon that had done all my back surgeries. I, I had highly recommended him. But this time, something was off. And I knew when I came out of surgery, I had no use of my legs. And I knew something was off. And they had me on a pain pump. And my wife had been awake for 18 hours. And I was full of tubes and they, they, they had taken the catheters and stuff out and I needed to get up. And she was dead asleep. I wasn't going to wake her up because I know I've been married long enough to her. You don't wake her out of dead sleep unless it's an emergency. 
And the nurse came in and she says, Mr. Johnson, I can't give you no pain medication. Your blood pressure is too low. And I said, well, my back is wet. I said, my, my, I feel like I'm in a waterbed. She goes, oh, don't worry about it. It's just the ice. But it wasn't. From 11 o'clock that night till 2 o'clock in the morning, I was bleeding out. When they finally moved me, the entire bed was covered in blood. But at 1 o'clock in the morning, I had two visitors in my room. One was the enemy that said, I told you I was coming after you. And right after I rebuked the devil, a second one was the spirit of the Lord. And I laid in that bed and I said, Lord, I don't know what, what's going to happen. I said, but God, you're my only healer. And if you don't do the work, I can't do a work. I need you to touch me from my head all the way down to my feet. And the spirit of the Lord came upon me and peace flooded my heart. Blood didn't stop. I was still bleeding. But I knew I was going to be all right. I tell you that because so many times we've been wounded and we're bleeding and we don't even realize that we're bleeding. You're bleeding out because your heart's been ripped out. You're wounded and you're bleeding out because life has thrown you a curveball. And, and many times we, we try to patch it up. You know, we, we try to hide it, try to patch it because, oh, it's nothing bad. It, it'll, it'll, it'll heal on its own, you know, or it, it, it'll work out in the end. But in reality, what you need to understand is that just because you've been wounded, the enemy will use that against you to try to get you out. But God will use it for you to bring you into a better position than what, where you were before you got wounded. So I need you to get this. I need you to understand, well, I'm almost done. I need you to understand that, that regardless of the wound that you have, if you will allow the spirit of the Lord to do a work on your heart and your life, healing can come. There's a song that says healing is here Oh, I got news for you. Healing is here. Y'all didn't get that. Healing is here. Oh, y'all still didn't get that. Healing is here. And it, it's, I don't, I, don't, I don't need my brother to do it. I don't need a piano player to do it. You don't even need me to do it. All you need is Jesus Christ to come down and touch you. And he can bring you healing for your body and healing for your soul and healing for your spirit. Whoever plays whatever, come back. Please, the musicians. Because healing is here. The prophet reaped for the people because understand the children of Israel were God's chosen people. And he had a covenant with them. There were many, there were many occasions in the Old Testament where the Lord said, where the Lord would speak uh, and he would say, I regret ever making these people. And he'd get disgusted and I regret, I regret the promise and the covenant that I made with, this, with these people. Because the sickness could have been cured. And the problem with the children of Israel was that everybody around them was also hurting. And so everybody around them had the answer in something different. 
everybody around them had the answer in their own gods and their own ways. But only Israel actually knew who truly brought a healing. And the prophet understood that. That's why the prophet said, is there no balm? And is there no physician there? I have seen God do miracles. I've seen God do signs and I have seen God do wonders that cannot be explained by anything else except that God did it. I've seen God bring back families together and restore homes when you would have thought that it would have never been done. I've seen God instantaneously bring physical healing to people. And then I've seen God bring a spiritual healing and allow the Holy Spirit to flood a place so strongly. But it, it only happens when you, when you begin to turn to the great physician. Every prophet in the Bible, every prophet, he, he will stand before the people and he'll say, thus saith the Lord. And the message looks dire and dim. But every prophet will also turn to the people and say, I know a man. And it might look dire and dim, but I know a man. I know a man that can make the lame walk and the blind to see. I know a man that brings restitution and and restoration to your life. I know a man that brings healing and comfort. I know a man that can snatch you out of the pit of hell and bring you onto a solid foundation. I know a man that's able to bring healing to you, to heal your mind, to heal your heart, to heal your spirit. I know a man that can give you a spiritual healing in this house that he is able to just sweep over this house and bring there and bring a spirit of comfort and peace and love into the building. I know a man that can that can restore some things that the, that the enemy has tried to steal and tried to abandon and tried to take away from you. That God is able to bring restoration. As a matter of fact, one prophet said, "Everything that Satan stole from you, God's going to give back to you plus some." Because I know a man that can, even in the midst of Job's life. When Job, when Job's health failed, when Job's kids failed, and his wife was just human at a moment, and said, "Why don't you go ahead and curse God and die?" But says Job never wavered because he understood that even though I'm going through hell and high water right now, there is a man, and his name is Yahweh. He sits on high and looks down low, and my hand is in the palm of his hands. Whatever he does to me is all right. If I take my last breath today, I. I know I'm going into the man that can because it's all right. Even when his friend says, well, Job cursed God and died. Job you know what? I have no sin in my life. You don't understand it. Just because I'm going through some stuff doesn't mean I'm bad. It just means I'm going through stuff. But even in the midst of the hell, the turmoil, the tragedies, there is a God in heaven that is sitting on the throne looking at me and is planning out my rest.
restoration and all I got to do is trust in him. All you got to do is trust in him. All you have to do is trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. altar call I want to do an evangelistic altar call if you're in this building this morning and this last year you didn't know if you were going to make it or not and just when things started going back good another blow came to you and knocked you back again and you feel like you have been on a tilt-a-whirl or a seesaw for a while now. Some of, there's somebody in this room that you've looked in the mirror and said, I don't even know why I'm going. I don't even know why I'm going. Today is your day for healing. If you've been hurt, I'm not asking if you're a sinner. I'm not asking if you need deliverance, but if you've been hurt and wounded and you're bleeding and you need God to reach down and to touch you this morning, I want you to come and allow us to pray with you before you leave this place. If you're watching online this morning, I want you to put it in the comments. We'll pray for you between services. Come on, don't be shy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come to me.
Isn't the Spirit of the Lord good? You know what's so great about the Lord is that anytime I need Him, day or night, I don't have to be at church. I can speak the name of Jesus and every devil in hell begins to tremble. He's always there. And so many times we get so caught up in in the situation of life that we forget that he is always there. He's all I need is Jesus. I don't know how you guys normally do it, but um, y'all might beat the Baptist church out for lunch. I told you, I don't preach long. If I can't say what I got to say in 20 minutes, I might as well shut up and sit down. So, <clears throat> but the Spirit of the Lord is good. Amen. We want to say again, thank you so much for making us feel, feel welcomed and loved. And um, we're looking forward to what God has in store. Amen. Make sure you come back tonight at 6. You'll get to know us a little bit better. We're just as crazy as some of y'all are. And uh, so come back tonight at 6 and stay for the fellowship and get to know us better. We'll get to know you better as well. And uh, I do, a little about me real quickly. I don't, I've only done one sermon series in in seven years. Every one of my sermons is, is always fresh and new. And um, I only do Bible study stuff on Wednesday nights. So if you're looking for a preacher, you're going to get a preacher Sunday morning and Sunday nights. But uh, God is good to us. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the Spirit of God that we have felt inside this tabernacle. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for touching lives today. Lord, I thank you for letting the healing virtue and the healing balm of God flow over their lives. Father, I pray for those watching online that were unable to be here. God, whatever they have going on in their life, whatever needs that they have, Lord, let that Holy Spirit transform and transition from this place through the lens to wherever they are at. God, as they call upon you, fill their home, fill their car, fill their wherever they're at, and let the healing virtue of God flow over them. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for keeping us safe on our journey. We thank you, Lord, for the Spirit of God. We ask you to keep us safe this afternoon and bring us back at the appointed time in one mind and in one accord. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Shake a hand, hug a neck, and consider yourself dismissed. I've got a friend Closer than a brother There is no judgment Oh, how he loves me I've got a friend And he is my strength He is my portion With me in the valley With me in the fire With me in the storm